Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van, Luscious Black, Lathan Jr. Oh. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. And let me just tell you, Van, mm. it's not going to catch on. Yes, it will. I Listen, it took years for Big Rach to take flight. It's just now taking flight. I've had this nickname for over 20 years. So then the question is, if you know that through persistence, a <laughs> nickname can catch on, then why the negativity? You know, what, what you could have I said was... I feel Lush is Black. It doesn't matter what you feel. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's my name. By the way, I've decided two things. You want one, to call you that? I'm Luscious Black. Yeah, whatever. See, I'm not all about homophobic and stuff like it's you guys It's not are. that. I don't think it is. It's like, like you don't... It. You, you don't think why would why would Donnie have a problem with it? Donnie, do you do you like calling um... you, got, you guys are introducing problematic ideas to the podcast? I will call you LB. I think I don't see? think I will go to full I think it's just black. sensual. Yeah. It's very okay, sensual. So, like so I, I, so I, put you I like don't this. think I should call you luscious black. Like, so how about it's, this? It's not, a, it's not gender specific. If Donnie wanted to be known as Donnie Sweet Booty Beecham. I would call him Sweet Booty. But I don't. I'm good. That's actually, actually, that's Donnie's name. No, no, no. Donnie's no, 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 Wait a minute. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Everybody. Everybody. No. Look, if you guys, anybody who can hear my voice right now, if you refer to Donnie as Donnie Sweet Booty Beecham on Instagram or threads or Twitter, it's an automatic follow. I'll follow you <laughs> if you publicly refer to Donnie no, as Donnie. It's the HR violation. <laughs> I don't, don't approve. Do Please, him. Thought Warriors, don't do that. Guys, I'm putting it out there right now. As a matter of fact, I, anyone who, who adheres to this, there might be extra incentives and rewards for you at the next Applebee's meetup. Okay? Uh, you know, just to let you guys know, the, the Sweet Booty Beecham. Sweet Booty Beecham, How? SBB. Why am I catching strays? I was, I'm team Luscious Black, I, but I just don't want to say the full thing. I'm, I'm definitely down for Luscious Black to be your new nickname, especially if Sweet Booty is not mine. So, so, so far, you just said it and you just put it on the blueprint. Is what just happened. See what happened? <laughs> now, see, Ray, look how Rachel's laughing. You, when you said it, you made it a thing. Look how, look how. Look how funny it's Rachel. It's the way Donnie said it. <laughs> you just made it even more of a thing by saying it. You know what? We, I have editorial <laughs> control. I can take this whole segment out of I, the podcast. I'll take it. That's kind of, I'll go around it. it. I'll go straight take to Twitter. Take it out. So, so here's the thing. We all no, need... We, you will not alter, go to Twitter with it. We'll go Where threads will you go? It. Spill. Threads and spill. Um, Spill first. Because y'all kind of... Y'all didn't run to the white man now. Spill, spill, y'all did, spill is alive spill and well. Spill was weightlifting people. What the, I mean, spill, it's a beta. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out. Like, who, like, who, are you going to be on the side of black people or not? I'm always on the side of black people. Doesn't seem like, people are mad at Rachel because... Yeah, fuck all of y'all. Let me just say this. I'm so sick of the fucking narrative that I can't have an opinion about Black people and Black men 
simply because I am married to somebody who is not. That's the most ridiculous thing, as if I don't have a Black father, Black uncles, Black cousins, Black exes, Black friends. I'm so sick. No, seriously, people were all up in my comments and DMs talking about, more in my DMs, talking about, I don't think Rachel, Van knows better than to have these conversations with you. (laughs) Fuck all y'all. And you You stir the pot. So fuck you too. No, I don't. Okay, so can we say something? <laughs> yeah, you do. Like, can can I say can I say something real quick while you're saying this? I'm see see look look at this. I'm going to read word for word a text message and thread that I exchange that I had. Um, I said, hey, just to let you know, man. Uh, I had to leave that comment. Um, I gotta protect Rachel because they had said something. And then this person came back and said, you asked the question, how did you not think that would be a response that people would have? I said, I don't read people's minds. We had a convo on the podcast, so it's worthy of a voice, but your voice is too prominent for me not to clean that up. She's family, and I don't want people to get personal with her. Personal with her. And I said, any, and then he says, you touch on a lot of black topics that trigger people. It's not fair to trigger people and then get triggered by the response. I said, I'm not triggered at all. I said, anything anyone wants to say about me is fine. I get it all. She's a black woman close to me and deals with a lot of online hate. Uh, but I not, and I'm not going to add to that. I was telling you that I deleted it out of respect for your platform and voice. So it's fuck me, and I'll be that fucked guy, like fucked like a sweet booty. <laughs> but see, behind <laughs> the scenes, I'm making sure that people don't come at rage. See, I wasn't even gonna bring that up. But now since it's fuck me, I got to rub your nose in the guilt. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate you for that. But you know you stir the pot. <laughs> you love it. You I love it. Wait, wait, and, wait, I, wait. and please, everybody, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. When No, no I no, mean no. as in like, it's you like to poke fun at me. Just like my fuck me is a joke. So I this, don't is really mean this, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say about it. This is what I'll say about it. Number one, I think that's a just an incredibly shallow and uh, short-sighted way to look at the conversation. That the, You can't look, look at the conversation that way. We black. We're talking about black stuff, you know? Um, I think sometimes men think that because it's the same thing. Like, we've, we've talked about this before. Like, if, if Kalika were white and I was talking about black women, they're not going to, I mean, it's like, like, get out of here. Of course you would say that. You hate us because you married a white woman. You know what I mean? And I think I, I think you know, I think that people feel that way sometimes. I, I do think that when we talk about black issues on this podcast, I think that it's a it's a cheap shot and it's a ridiculous thing to say when we're having an intellectual conversation about feelings. There's no qualification to it. Um, like we're 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 talking about things that we know. So I th- I think it's bullshit. It is. It is. But I'm shocked at how many people really feel that strongly about it. Like, it really is a lot. I think that's what, it's It's just so obvious that, of course, I can have an opinion, but it seems to be a prominent opinion yeah, really. from thought warriors and those outside of the community that- or Probably probably read it. I should, you ever, I should be silent. You ever think about uh, divorcing Brian so that you can be viable in the culture again? And you can have these kinds no. of conversations? You ever think, well, <laughs> I just, you know. No, because I don't do this I don't do things to please people I don't know. It's not true. Oh, really? It's not true. 
I, I, I see you on your Instagram and it's always, hey, it's me, Rachel Lindsay. When I'm hanging out in the hot tub, I like to use crystal geyser water filters. And you just pop them <laughs> in the hot tub and they just make the water. So you always, there's always such random products that you be on. QVC I, Rach is dried up. I, I haven't, I haven't chilled in a long time. You haven't? What, was, what happened? What happened? You like, you, you ran out of shit, huh? You had done too much shit. They asked you to Maybe. do something you didn't want to do it, did you? No. Oh, I, I know what the happened. Whole... The my pillow people tried to come get you to do an ad and you were like, <laughs> shut it all down. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of drying up, influencing. Well, I mean, I think that that Except probably has like to do with... Except for like true influencers. Like the economy probably, right? People don't have enough money to spend. Or spend on you trying to make people go eat nuggets from McDonald's. That McDonald's ad was crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> that McDonald's one was like, y'all niggas go get some. I niggas go get some nuggets. I'm Rachel Lindsay. Um, <laughs> um, Rachel, I'm in my cowboy phase. I feel like you're always kind of you're a cowboy. No, I know. Hold on, real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me do something. He's going to go get a cowboy hat. Oh, I know what it is. I was going to get my cowboy hat. Um, yeah, we called it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I can get the rope. I'm, I'm, I'm about to start. I'm in my cowboy phase of life. Uh, it's, it's, I feel like Luscious Black is my cowboy name. I'm going to start dressing That's cowboy. actually not a bad cowboy name. Okay, so what, is this, what does all this entail? Okay, you got the cowboy hat. You got mm -hmm. the name. What else are you bringing to the table to step into your cowboy era? Okay, so, you know, I'm about to start dressing cowboy. And I like, I already like that. You know, as I continue to lose weight, and thank you for everybody that's been so sweet about the fact that, you know, the weight loss and the fitness is going really well. I'm down 38 pounds. Um, Congratulations. As I continue to lose weight, I see cowboy uh, outfits that I like. I see... The cowboy shirts with the little stuff at the top. And I see different pairs of jeans, boots. And I'm going to start getting hats and different things of that nature to express my cowboyness. And I think this will take me through the next four or five years, cowboy times. You'll see me Whoa. around Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I already called Kalika earlier. I was like, it's cowboy time. And she was like, what are you talking about? Like, what is this? I'm at work. And I'm like, well, hold on for a second. <laughs> I don't know why you had to snap at me. Um, it hurt. Can we talk about this? And she goes, what do you want? And I said, I want to start dressing like a cowboy. And she was like, huh. I would have hung actually, up on you. She said, that's not a bad reason for a call. She, it's a project for her. And we can go to various different places. I, I might, a, a Stetson hat, black, white hat. Different types of hats. Every time you guys see me, you're going to see me with a cowboy hat on. It's going to also help when I get the hair transplant because after I bring the hairline back, I can have an excuse because I'm wearing cowboy hats all the time. You know, Rachel, nigga, do you, do you, do you support me in the cowboy shit or not? Like, I, Wait a minute. I said, where did this come from? Because you just threw in hair transplant. And I'm trying to get you to dial back to understand when did you decide this? Oh, the hair transplant? I totally support. 
I support the cowboy. I'm the one who asked you what that means. I'm I'm so I'm from Texas. I love this. I love it. I love yeah. it. Cowboy. Uh, I'm. I think that I'm an inspired cowboy. So the hair transplant thing is because I told I saw this this guy at the gym came up to me and he was like, "Tell you something." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Can I speak? Can I speak like freely and openly?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "This is about to be some weird shit. Like, what's gonna happen?" Because when that kind of conversation happens at the LA gym, you always wonder like, "What's next?" And he goes, sure. you got a good hit of hair. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what the, you know, like what's happening? And he goes, for somebody like you, if you wanted to look, because you're, how old are you? I'm like, 43. Wow. You're so, you're, you have a youthful, I'm like, you know, give me the thing. Whatever the thing is, give me the thing. And he's like, hurry up. Three yeah, get there. He's, he's like, three spots. One, two, three. You're five years younger. <laughs> he's like, it's not even a big deal. He's like, you don't have it. He's like, you have a good head of hair. Here, here, and there. Probably wouldn't cost you more than X amount. And so then I went for the consultation. And um, you did? Yeah, I went for the consultation. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you something right now. Seeing that over-the-top view of your hair and your hairline, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's one thing to look at this view, but see it when the camera's on top of your shit and it's looking down and it looks like the bottom of South America. You know what I mean? With the whole thing. That's crazy. That was that was crazy. But who's looking at your who's looking at your head right there? I know it is becoming more common for people to get hair transplants. Mm-hmm. What? What was that? You said, who's looking at that view of your hair? And I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> it's becoming more common to get hair transplants. But I hear it's super painful. That's what they said. Are you seriously considering a transplant? Oh, I'm going to do it. Well, so do it. let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're going to do it, there must be yeah. some way you desire to wear your hair, right? Because I'm assuming you wear it that way because of your hairline. The way you currently wear it. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm saying you, like, I mean, I like it, but I'm just saying if you want something different, you must want to wear your hair a different way. What styles are we thinking? No, it's not surely that. you're not going to get a transplant just to do that. It will be. It'll be the kind of the same thing. Because the thing is, is like, for me, it's just knowing that it could be just, and it doesn't take that much work. It's hard not to get it done. You know? But it hurts a little bit. How long will it do? Because women do it. Women do it. They showed a lot of women that did the hair transplant as well. Mm-hmm. They showed a lot of women that had a lot of the hair transplant. It's, it's a thing. So I'm going to do it. When, like, you see that tr- when you see that line, that those women with those hairlines, that it's like perfect all the way. That's mm-hmm. a transplant. It's a or transplant. A wig, it's usually a transplant. You ever you ever think about doing it? I know this is where we were going. I'm just I'm saying. And no. But see, I know women who also do it not because they have big foreheads, which is where you're going. They do it because they've lost their edges. So a lot of women. <laughs> 
You're, well, you lost your edges, and I didn't laugh. It's just funny. <laughs> you lost, lost your, your edges. edges. I've been like, I like, I. It was. Can I tell you something? It was like so. It was such an interesting point in life when I learned that it was thinning right there. Because I, I was like, I went to the barber one time. Shout out to Trey, my barber. We go to the barber, you know, and you know, go to the barber shop. And I'm like, yo, bro, uh, make sure you don't bring my line down, like it bring my line back anymore like that right there just kind of keep it and he was like mm. I was like what he didn't even say anything he just he didn't like it, it seriously he didn't even say anything he just he just made a series of that's sounds funny. like and that's when I and I was like he just the series, he, he was like mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. and I was like for real and it was like a complete non-verbal. It was like for real. It was like, yeah. That's so mm. funny. Mm. And I was like, I went, I went back and I was like, uh, God damn, my shit's getting thin. And this started happening a little bit in the front too. I was like, all the time, man. Anyway, uh, big show of bullshit today. A lot of bullshit in the show. I want to um, follow your journey. I want to follow your hair journey. Just want to say that. I do. I, I would consider no, it. Can can I be real with you? I don't want to do nothing like that. I'm just going to pop up one day. I'm going to take off my cowboy hat. It's going to be a hairline. I'm not doing any content. So the cowboy... The cowboy is for preparing for the hair transplant? Like, that's why you're going to start wearing the hat? No, the cowboy is just because I want something new in life. But as we were sitting here talking about it, I was thinking, you know, the cowboy hat can also help with when the hairline is coming back. Because I, as what I understand, there's a couple of weird times when it's spiky, spiky in the hair in the front. Uh, so and people say that it hurts. I'm with it. No, It's not a people, quick process. It's not a no, quick it's, process. It's going to take some it's time. Not, it's going to take some time, but I just know that I have your support and that makes all the difference in the world to me. Actually, not. <laughs> um, oh, Eric Bigger <laughs> just went live. Numerology talk and personal month numbers he's doing. Eric Bigger. What is that? What is Eric doing? You're so on random. He's, he I just went know. live. What is Eric Bigger okay. doing? You don't talk to Eric anymore? Um, Not like, I never really like talked to him on the phone, but he comes to stuff. Like I invited him to my book party. Yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. A lot yeah, of bullshit I like show. Eric. We got to talk about it. Uh... Let's take a break. On the other side is Kiki Palmer and Darius Dalton. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, so 
full disclosure time, the gentleman in question here, Kiki Palmer's baby's dad, a guy by the name of Darius Dalton Jackson. I do not know him. I've never met him before. Don't know him. I'm very tight. One of my tighter LA friends with his brother, Sarunas, who you guys might know from uh, It's Cure. Good trouble. He's an actor here around town. His career's going great. And he's a friend of mine. Obviously not a good enough friend for me to know his brother and them, but I hang out with him. He's a nice guy. He's a great guy. I've not spoken to him about this or anything like that, but I know everybody's always like, oh, man, can't talk about blah, 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 whatever. Don't know the guy. I've never met the guy, but he is the brother of a friend of mine. As a matter of fact, I didn't even realize that the Darius Dalton that was trending on Twitter was actually Kiki Palmer's baby's father until I decoded the whole story. And the story is one of somebody fucking up. This dude fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. He he, he fucked up. Okay, it's like it's a it's a it's a massive fuck up. Um, so apparently Kiki and him and some other friends they went to an Usher concert and Usher sang "There Goes My Baby" to Kiki Palmer. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to Kiki Palmer, but since she had uh, her baby, uh, I just gotta say it. Like Kiki looks great. She's, She's talked all- about it. Yes, yeah. her body is like. <laughs> transformed from the baby. She looks amazing. Very voluptuous. Right. It's like a very sexy look. And so people don't understand what we say sometimes, you know, you come into that woman body, it's a different. Kiki Palmer's always been a beautiful woman, but it's like, you know, it's a thing. So uh, Usher's saying, there goes my baby to her. And it went viral. Everybody was like, oh, Usher's singing to her, blah, blah, blah. People were talking about the dress that she was wearing. Now, I didn't think the dress was anything crazy, but apparently Darius Dalton did. He said, it's the outfit, though. You a mom. Mm. And, and people, I mean, very few people out there have as high an approval rating as Kiki Palmer. People were not happy about that. Mr. Dalton doubled down. He said, we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. Now, Kiki has not responded to this yet. She's talked about other things. She's talked about how fun the night was. But as I understand it, these are two people who are very much in love. And I'm sure they're dealing with this uh, interpersonally and not on Twitter, which, which makes it really surprising to me that he took this to Twitter. Rachel, what are your thoughts here? He has gotten his ass kicked to the nth degree here um, for what a lot of people think is him trying to control and police what Kiki wears. Um, okay, a couple of things. They have unfollowed each other, allegedly, on social media. Interesting. And um, he has deactivated his account on Twitter. Fascinating. All right. You know my first thought. Kiki, you don't need him. You don't need him. I was just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's, her, that's the father of her child. I'm just kidding. Um, in all seriousness, I love Kiki. And it just I just thought, poor Kiki, you went to the Usher concert, which 
It is amazing. It's an experience. And you're having this time with your close friends and you feel like you took 15 years back when you're at this concert singing all these songs. It feels like karaoke. It's just an experience. You get dolled up in your best outfit and you just go and completely immerse yourself in it. And Kiki was documenting the whole thing. She was like a, like a, like a little girl. She was like screaming. She was showing what was on stage. She was, I mean, she was a true fan. And then, so she has all this amazing time. And then I'm sure whether it was there or shortly after her phone is blowing up because she got to deal with some bullshit from the father of her child. I just thought that my, my first thought, poor Kiki, like what? And, and, and publicly. So here's my thing with him. Do I think I can't speak to the to in general if he's controlling, but that tweet was controlling. That was an instance where his slip was showing. It was very obvious that you didn't care what she had on because as the twi- uh, Twitter users and social media users have pointed out, you have posted her bragging about the changes to her body, complimenting them, showing videos of her shaking her ass. It wasn't the outfit. It was the fact that she was getting all this attention from Usher and your insecurities were showing. And these are the actions of an insecure man. And his insecurity led him to tweet that, to come off controlling, maybe he is, I don't know, and made him say accusations about her that are so untrue. For him to say, oh, she's wearing that, she's one of those people wearing the, that outfit to please others, that's, that's such an insecure statement to make. She wore that outfit because she felt good in it. She looked good in it. And that's what she chose to wear to this Usher concert. Not because she was trying to get likes or comments. It's Kiki Palmer. She doesn't need to do that. As you pointed out, her, her approval rating, it might be 100%. So, can, can I ask a question? What if she was wearing it to please others? So tell me, let, let me... Let still me, not a problem. Yeah, I mean... You got a new body. You want to take your body out for a spin. You I don't think that's what she was doing. Yeah. I think that she, she, her body looks different and she yeah. wants to showcase that and she feels good about it. She's talked about it so much on social media. So even, whether she was doing it to please people or not, I mean, don't we all wear clothes because yeah, like we want to look good. We want to feel good. And sometimes you want that validation from other people. So what if she was doing that? This is a woman who is, uh, continuously posted on social media how much she loves this man. So all of a sudden you have an insecure moment and you decide to take it out publicly. You wanted to embarrass her. I think that's what gets me too. It is very obvious that he wanted to shame her and embarrass her and make her feel less than in a moment where she was feeling so good and on such a high, all because you're a small person. Small person? Um. So look, this is the way I look at this. Number one, you guys know how just un... You guys know how much I don't like controlling women's bodies and what they do and how they express. I feel like all yeah. of this stuff is in the same trough of backwardness. You guys know how nonplussed I get when I hear... This is how you should be acting. This is what you should be doing. Almost any time that that's said. There are a lot of things here. Number one, there is the idea that you have to dress differently because you're a mom. Mm-hmm. Archaic, stupid. 
Okay? It doesn't make any sense. It just, it, when you look at it, it really doesn't make any sense. As if there's something that you have to do, th- do differently because you're a mom, lest you ruin or spoil your children. I know that it's difficult for people to kind of uh, understand that. And I know that we've dipped into the waters of this on our podcast um, with me maybe taking it a step too far in describing uh, moms and their sexuality. But this is the reason why statements like the one that I've made in the past were made. Oh, It's because all of that stuff kind of comes from the same place. The thing that my mother is not a sexual being. My mother does not want to feel sexy. My mother doesn't want to look sexy. And right when you become a mom, that that means that you have to go forth in life with some uh, newly constructed piety or modesty or something along those lines. And the fact of the matter is, what I was saying before is, you guys, your mom liked to get a little loose before you were born, and she likes to get a little loose after you were born. And that was the point of like everything that was being said. And this underscores that because he's actually weaponizing motherhood against her. He's using it as a means to control her, right? Mm-hmm. And the reality is as, as, as much as this comes off as a van pander or a fake feminist van, like, or whatever, the re- the, the the deal is there's always something that men use to control women. There's always something. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. Mm-hmm. And motherhood is one of the number one ways. You can't do this. You need to be there looking after them kids. You can't dress like this because you got because you have them kids. Meanwhile, fatherhood, it doesn't seem, changes any dynamic for you. Like, like, Fatherhood, if you went to the strip club before your son was born, you can go to the strip club after your son was born. If you was playing Madden before he was born, you were you can play Madden after he was born. It doesn't seem to change anything, but motherhood specifically seems to change all of these things. And that's why, you know, I, I've attacked the uh the structure of that and the framing of that so vehemently, perhaps a little bit too shockingly, but still, it's kind of the <laughs> point that I was trying to make. Um, and then you have, like, beyond this, uh, you have the social media of it all. Okay. And this is where wisdom comes in. Now, you know, I believe in people making mistakes, having a bad day, and then coming back and being cool. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that the forgiveness is just as important as the infraction. I really do believe that. This is a teachable moment for everyone. There's only one way that you can make showing your ass worse. And that's when you show your ass to everybody. All right? If you're in your house and you're showing your ass in front of your girl, making yourself look stupid, Approaching things with dickhead momentum. You know you're wrong, but you continue anyway. That's one thing. The only way to make it worse is to step out on the street and show your ass to everyone. And I implore people, 
to make smaller mistakes. If you're going to have the moment where you're insecure, where you're less than your best self, do yourself a favor and have it via text message to her. Make her, in an interview, come out and say he got mad about that. Make her do it. Then at least you can come back and say, well, that was something that was private in our relationship and I didn't think that she would share it. At least then, but what the fuck is the point of taking to Twitter and attacking the princess of black America? Like, what's the point? Are you going to prove yourself to her? No, you're going to weaponize an army of angry people because you attacked the princess of black America who we're so happy she's a mom. We're so happy she's successful. We're happy that Usher's singing to her. Anything that she does, we're happy about it. So if you step on her happiness, we're going to be unhappy with you. Social media is allowing us to make so many mountains out of so many molehills that I just don't understand what's going through people's minds. All the toxicity of this, we can break it down from level to level. Why this is backwards. Why it's wrong. And I can also be honest about one other thing. That as I'm saying this, as a man, I do understand the insecurity because that's been me before. I've been that insecure That's honest. before. I'm, yeah. o- I'm older than this guy. I've been that insecure before where your girl is getting some attention from somebody and maybe you don't think you're him. And you're like, well, rather than me deal with me, let me deal with her mm-hmm. because that's easier and more accessible. I'm a fucked up nigga like everyone else. So I've seen that. What I'm saying is that can be gotten over as long as it happens between y'all. It's the same reason why you don't tell your mother if you get into an argument with your significant other. Because you two will be fine, but your mom is never going to fucking forget that shit, right? Yeah, you guys look happy now. Remember what she did? Remember? Mm -hmm. You okay, son? You all right, son? You okay? You okay? Because I remember, my man forgot. Essentially, what he did was run to social media who is Kiki's mom, Kiki's family, Kiki's cousin, Kiki's brother, Kiki's sister, Kiki's, and this shit on her in front of us. Bro, what did you think was going to happen, man? Now they done dug up all kinds of tweets on this nigga. This nigga got anti-Alton Sterling tweets. Did you see him? I saw. I saw. I saw. Listen, I just want the best for Kiki. And I hate that she has to deal with this situation publicly. I hope she doesn't even respond because she doesn't have to. Do what he didn't do. Handle it at home. But to answer your question about him, you know, what was the purpose of this? I'm telling you, he wanted to make her feel less than. He wanted to take her down a notch. He wanted to embarrass her. And he thought, you know, he was... he was. you know, he was blinded by his insecurity. He thought that there would be, as you said, you as a man have felt that insecurity before. 
he mm-hmm. thought that there would be those men that would rally around him enough or maybe a mother to say, you know what? You're right. I agree with you. I, I, I just, I, 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 I get it. I understand it. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that if that's the truth, that's like such a miscalculation that I would wonder, look, if that's the truth, you got that so wrong. There's no way that he thought he was going to come out and diss Kiki Palmer and people were going to be on his side. They Maybe think, he didn't care. They think that he has hit the fucking jackpot. They don't know about the people's relationship. They don't know if it was Kiki who actually is pursued him. She they did. Don't know. She said that before. Right. So she saw him at the party. Yeah. Right. So they think he has hit the jackpot. They think he is spitting in the face of fate and spitting in the face of the the horse that brung him to the motherfucking party. That's what they think. There's just no way. There's so many dynamics. The, the, if he was famous, if he was famous, this would be looked at differently. If Kiki Palmer were in a relationship with Usher and Usher had said this, this would be looked at differently. It would be looked at differently. Yeah, in in some ways. Not not in the intellectual substance of it. Right. But people would think that there was at least equal footing in this situation for him to say something. I just... It's really concerning to me (laughs) what he did. And I hope it's a one-off. I just, I don't think, I I don't think so. I think that it highlights so many deeper issues with him. Some issues that he has that he needs to work out. And again, I just want whatever Kiki wants. But to me, because here's the thing, he didn't just tweet it. He doubled down. He tried to explain himself. So there are some deep-rooted issues that he needs to figure out about, you know, whether there's the insecurity of not being on the same level, of her having certain opportunities, of the fact she didn't take him, of the fact it was with Usher, that she has, whatever it is, he's got some issues that he has to work out. And that's the most glaring thing, personally, to me. Um, Not everybody can handle a strong woman like that. Not everybody can handle taking the back seat. I think it's hard to find a guy who can do that. Why does he have to take the back seat? What is he taking the back seat in? Well, right now, when I say the back seat, he might not in their relationship personally, but publicly, mm-hmm. appearance-wise, which is why you said this would be a different conversation if her her man was Usher. Appearance-wise, people think, you know, she's the breadwinner. She, and she she is. She's the breadwinner. She's got the fame. As you said, you're friends with his brother and you didn't even know who he was. Like, yeah. she's got all these things. So... That is a backseat compared to, to all the things publicly that she has going for her. And, I, and he's got to have a real conversation. Can he be with a woman if that's always how the dynamic of their relationship is? And okay. it's hard to find a man who's okay with that. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to find a man who's okay with that because, for equal parts because men aren't okay with that. And also, I think it's because women aren't okay with that either. I don't think women like that. Save it for the summit. Since I'll say, say, hey, 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 if you want to hear more toxic shit, 
pop into the <laughs> summit. Um, interesting. Let's attempt to have a little nuance, a little nui nui on this. Let's go a little nui. Okay. Uh, to what level do, do you or should you be able to comment on what your partner is wearing when you're in a relationship with them? I think you can always have opinion, an opinion. Can that opinion, can that opinion be maybe you shouldn't be wearing that? That's too much. You can absolutely say that to me. And I would say, why? I'd like to know what makes you feel uncomfortable about this outfit. Is, 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 is too much ass. Hmm. I would then decide if I thought it was too much ass. Would you take into consideration <laughs> that your partner yes. thought it was too much ass? Yes. Yes. Let me ask you this. What if, what if, what if Brian came up with a new style <laughs> and the style was the dick hole? That he was wearing shorts with a dick hole cut out, cut out in them. And it was a transparent place where you could see his dick or balls. Well, that would be illegal. I mean, perhaps in a way it, that it ass would. Cheeks, it would be in. It would Which be indecent exposure. Okay, okay. Well, let's not even look at that. What if Brian was wearing something where his ass was out, where his butt was out? <laughs> he's he's showing you. Look at you. Like like you, you assless like chaps. Like a prince situation. Like it, it, let's say you guys. Are you know going what? To a, it would depend but, on co the context. Okay, let's talk about let's. So that so that's so like for me, <laughs> if if my ass cheeks are out, right? right. Where am I going? I think Let's I would just, take that into consideration too. Oh, so let's let's do let, let's do the okay. one to one. Let's say you guys are going to the Usher concert. You know, I mean, you guys are up there. You're going to the Usher concert. You might be photographed or whatever. And Brian decides that he wants to wear like the prince, the prince outfit with his ass out. He wants to feel sexy. He wants to feel sexy. I, ass out, and maybe the nipples are cut out. I would really need to understand where this style came from because I think it's ugly. I think it would be tacky. I would really have to have some conversations. And at the end of the day, if you, I think that's, I don't think that's a cute look. I don't think that's a cute outfit. Brian it, wears outfits but, all the time that I'm like, I don't like that. I think you should, I think you should wear something different. So this see, would be the same thing. Let me tell you something right now. You don't need to say stuff like that. Don't, not now. That just, let me help that, you out. Let me help you out with your outfit. Um, but you wouldn't have a problem if I don't he decided say that harshly. If if you if he decided that he wanted to wear the outfit with the ass out, you wouldn't have a problem with it. He wouldn't see be sitting with me. So Brian <laughs> can't sit with you with the outfit with the ass out. He can't be sitting with me. <laughs> and this is not like a one-to-one. -one. This is Why? not a one-to-one. -one because Brian would ne wouldn't dress like that. I might have, I might wear short shorts that show it. It would be the equivalent of Brian not wearing a shirt, but right? See, let me, let me. And having his pants and having his pants so low that you can see the line. You know how like that? It's called something, right? First like, of all, that's can't, you asking all, me that. First of, all, first of all, let's just just let's just roll it back real quick. What nigga don't need though, and I, I'll jump in. Nigga don't need you flexing. <laughs> Cause your husband got that little line. Okay. That's what a nigga don't need. All right. 
<laughs> I, I, I have not seen that line Damn, since there was thirty eight pounds. There was a, I have not seen that line since there was a nine in the year. Okay, <laughs> ninety nine something. Okay, nigga don't need you. Okay, nigga got the line. So what? Good for him. You know what I'm saying? Good for him. If he, if he shows the line, shout out to everybody. I got a line too, under my titties, and I have to make <laughs> sure that I wash under. Anyway, um. If Brian uh, was shirtless to the concert and had his pants down that low, I would be like, why are you wearing that? What if it was just a sheer shirt? Sheer shirt, see-through shirt. He wants to show off the school. See? Um, so, like, so here's my thing. Don't tell me what to wear. I won't tell you what to wear. I don't think that that's appropriate. I don't think any telling of any what to, to wear. to help people with their style. And, and, I, I, get, and I, I get told all the time, this is, even little things bother me. It's like, it's it's cold out. Don't you think you need a jacket? Stop. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a personal issue. That's a personal Because <laughs> you uh, I, you are with a stylist. I would imagine she'd be like, oh, you know what might look cute if you threw on that jacket. That's more so of what I do. Not like take that off right now. That's hideous. I'm not, it's not like that. But it, but is it? There's an interesting question about, and we can move on. But there's an interesting question about like how much you're you're able to. Like what feedback you're able to give? Are you able to tell your partner that they need to lose a little weight? And let me give you an example of this. Yeah, it needed a, a different situation, and this is for Darius or any brother out there that is confused as to why this is a big deal. I want you to use this scenario. Right, you're in a situation. You're with your girl, okay, and you feel like. You want to have the conversation about her putting on a little weight. Either, either it's for health mm-hmm. reasons or it's just for aesthetic reasons. You're trying to keep it real, right? This happens in both, way in, both ways in a relationship. But in this situation, it's because, uh, because, should I say, it's a man having a conversation. We're going to have, let the man have a conversation in a hypothetical. Okay, cool. Think about the vast difference between a tough conversation, which is you talking to your girl, you know what, baby, you know, we've been going out a little bit too much. We've been eating a little bit too much. Maybe we need to to cut it down a little bit. I want to see you stay healthy. I want to make sure that I'm still, that we're still attracted to one another. Maybe we should work on us losing a little bit of weight, maybe blah, blah, blah. That's a tough conversation to have with your girl. It's a tough conversation to have with your spouse, with your partner. Tough tough conversation. A lot of people think maybe you shouldn't even be having that. But I think in a functional relationship, that's probably not totally out of bounds, right? It's been had with me. Okay? Well, it's not totally out of bounds. I don't think it is. Now, think about not having that conversation with your spouse or having that conversation with your spouse. Then fucking go on to Twitter and under or over a picture of your spouse going, I told her she needs to lose 15 pounds. Just, just consider that. Yeah. Consider, consider the dynamics that all of that adds to this equation. And think about the large, high, unfathomable level of inappropriateness to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what your man got off right now. That's what he pulled off. Yes. To answer your question, I feel like you should be able to talk to your significant other about anything. I think it's just all about how you present it. 
whether it's weight, whether it's appearance, I mean, whether it's job, money, I feel like you should be able to talk to them about anything. And they should be able to receive it and respond accordingly. I think it's all about how you approach it. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, they get high at the White House. Did you see this? That's Coke. Wrong. <laughs> Coke. <laughs> Coke. Coke. They're getting high at the White House. Coke. Um, they found a white powdery substance at the White House. Uh, tested positive for cocaine. <laughs> um, this brief shutdown after it was found by the Secret Service in a common storage area on the ground floor of the West Wing. It was in a zip-closed bag near an entrance where visitors taking tours are directed to leave their phones. Of course, it's been weaponized. Um, the Republicans say that there's no controls in the White House. Trump says that it was not just Hunter Biden that was getting high. It was Joe Biden as well. He said that? Um, there's been an update now. Multiple officials involved in the White House cocaine inquiry now say that the bag of powder was found in a cubby near the White House West Executive Entrance, not in the lobby. That might mean that somebody of note or importance is getting high in the White House. What does this make you think? Wait, I thought they said they found it in a place where visitors frequent. Donnie? Yeah, you're both correct. They, uh, the initial report was that it was in the, on the ground floor of the West Wing, which is a certain area where visitors come. But that was untrue. It's actually in a different entrance. But the fact still remains that it's in a heavily trafficked area, is what they say. But it's weird that the reporting of where it was found changed after a couple of days. What's weird about that to you, Donnie? It just feels like there's some kind of, yeah, there's a changing of the story. That's weird to me. The facts changed. You think that the White House is being less than forthright about the actual source of the cocaine found at the White House? It seems like, yeah, that's the case. Or like somebody who is misinformed who is going Mm, to the mm, press. mm. Like there is something definitely like not on the level with the reporting of it. Like it still might just be somebody who was a visitor at the White House, but there's a weird like, untruthfulness about the story in general. Yeah. 
I, I think I'm agreeing with you, Zani, and I feel like it's convenient for them to say, oh, it's where visitors were. And I think the first reporting really made it seem like it was more in a secure place. And I feel like now they're, I, I, I saw it three different ways. Now they're tiptoeing around it. Listen, I'm sure there's more cocaine where that, where that came from. I'm sure there's more. You sure there's more yeah. cocaine in the White House, you say? Yes, I'm sure people use it a lot. I like the fact that this is being painted as a problem with the left. If there's one thing in this country that is bipartisan, it is actually there are two things in this country that are definitely bipartisan. One is the murder of Jeffrey Epstein. Both sides came together to get that done. That's how you know Americans can still get something done. Uh, and two, it's cocaine. Cocaine bipartisan. Everybody getting on coke. Okay. I want to play a game with you now. Mm-mm. I'm going to ask you a question. And you tell me yes or no. And whether or not this has been done in the White House. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Yes. Meth. No. You say no to meth. No meth in the White House. No meth. No meth. Anal sex. Yes. They've done anal sex in the White House, you think? Sure. Which president is most likely to have engaged in this? I don't know. that. No, no. You said yes or no. I'm asking the question. <laughs> I don't know. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> the watching of a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> yes. They've watched a Tyler Perry movie inside of the White House. Yes. Tyler Perry movie. So you think Tyler Perry's been playing inside the White House? I do. Which president do you think has watched the Tyler Perry movie inside the White House? I think um, Barack Obama. And I think George W. Bush. I actually think that Barack Obama is the least likely president to do you have think wa- do it to have watched the Tyler Perry movie inside of the White House. I really do. Do you think I feel like Michelle was like, come on, let's sit down and watch this? Do you think there's do you think that's a yes or no? Definitely. You know, there's this fucking um I think there's this this sort of uh fable that people tell now that Tyler Perry's movies aren't like good and entertaining. I mean, he's got some movies that are bad. Is that like, what people say? Yeah. But, like, I feel there's like they this say thing, There's this thing though that like you can't have fun and feel good and get good entertainment for watching the Tyler Perry movie. Sometimes some of the upper hmm. crust Negroes kind of say that. Yeah, so yeah, I think that they've definitely probably no. watched. Yeah, they did. George, George did. Okay. Has Brazzers been, ever been watched in the White House? I don't know what that is. You don't know what Brazzers is? You know what it is. Have they ever watched it? That, partic- that particular site right there, Brazzers, has it ever been watched in the White House? Yes. Two Clinton. more. Two more. Has Chitlins <laughs> ever been 
eaten inside of the White House? Chitlins. No. No. Yeah. You no. say never has a chitlin been eaten inside of the White House. Interesting. Correct. I'm going to go yes. Hold on. In 1975, a U.S. Department of Agriculture... Get out of here, Doc. Oh, in 1975, a U.S. Department of Agriculture representative who had been dispatched to the strut returned to the White House with a gallon of frozen chitlins prepared specifically for President Gerald Ford. Wow. Chitlins in the White House. I I'm had a teacher you, one time who referred to them as chitterlings. And she was black. Who referred to what? Referred to them as chitterlings. Ah, that's, not, that's not good. Okay, last <laughs> one. Has there ever been inside the White House a group sex event with six or more people involved? I said yes. Do you not think so? Certainly. <laughs> I think anything involving sex has happened in the White House. Okay. Anything involving sex is probably one of the freakier places in the entire planet. <laughs> uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been booted from the House Freedom Caucus. The House Freedom Caucus voted to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene from the pro-Trump group last month, a member confirmed Thursday, indicating that her fight with Lauren Bulbert was part of the group's reasoning. The vote was taken to remove MTG from the House Freedom Caucus for some things she's done. When asked if she was formally out, uh, Mar uh, he, uh, uh, Andy Harris said he's a board member there of uh, Freedom Caucus. As far as I know, that is the way that it is. Green got into a huge fight with Bobert, during which Green called Bobert a little bitch. Hmm. They confirmed the fight a little bit later, then doubled down. The two have clashed repeatedly in the past. But Harris had indicated that the, this particular spat had factored into the conservative group's thinking. What, if anything, does this mean? That she is no longer affiliated with the most MAGA, the most right-wing uh, section of the House. I don't think it means that much. One, I wouldn't be shocked if they bring her back in. Um, but to me, for bigger picture, it just seems like they're imploding because you could say that she was the mouthpiece of that caucus for a long time. But now that she's So she was, you're saying that she was the mouthpiece of that caucus. The way I could just say things and move on. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, she was the mouthpiece of that caucus for a long time. And now they've turned on her just because she's sided with McCarthy on, a, on the debt bill and I think she was the, she voted for him too. Finally, after he had gone through all those rounds to be Speaker of the House, 
And they use this, I guess, as a tipping point to say she's out of there and who knows what else she's done that they're not even saying. I just f- feel like they're just throwing their weight around and she'll, they'll bring her back in. But to me, it does seem like maybe they're imploding a bit. Um, they, they certainly are imploding. The, the, uh, the speaker vote was a power play that they made. And you could argue whether or not it worked for them or whether or not it didn't work for them. You could argue whether or not the Freedom Caucus has any power whatsoever other than being um, a, a PR group more. They, they're, they make more headlines than they do policy or any substantive change. They can sometimes be mm-hmm. uh, fantastic. They're good at impeding things. They're not really good at getting things done. We don't have very many parts of the government right now that are good at getting things done. I do think that there is... Um, a little uneasiness on the right right now, just about everything that's going on. I think that Ron DeSantis right now has a legitimately the worst campaign I've ever seen being run. You saw the ad? The ad. You know how much I love I, the ads. That I, I watched, we, we talked about this. He's he's running the worst, um, most inefficient, ineffective campaign I've ever seen. If your job was to turn people off and make them deathly afraid of you having the nuclear codes, then the DeSantis campaign is doing a fantastic job. Fantastic job of making them look like a coup. Even more so than his policies already are. You know, uh, he won no friends of some of the ladies down there with the alimony situation. He's picking a fight with Disney. He doesn't have any policy that he can really hang his hat on. It's about stopping this imaginary woke mob that he's conjured up in his head. Um, And then Donald Trump just looks, it it looks like he is not going to be able to overcome the situation down there in Florida or the mounting, Mm -hmm. mounting pressure that he's getting from cases uh, that are yet to be brought and cases that are already being brought. Uh, And it seems like he's unraveling a little bit, which makes you wonder if any of the other people in the race uh, have what it takes to sort of take up that slack to, to, to get that. And the Freedom Caucus seems to be dealing with the same infighting that a lot of the party seems to be dealing with too. It seems like there's not a lot mm-hmm. going on. I would agree. But if it's not Trump, next up, even though it's a huge difference in, in the polls, it's DeSantis. Yeah. Do you see anybody else I mean, do we, we don't even talk about Tim Scott anymore. I don't even know where he stands. I don't know if Nikki Haley's ahead of him. I don't know where Chris Christie is. I don't know where Mike Pence is. I'm, I'm forgetting some of the other names that are involved. There's just, I mean. Do you know who it, could get into the presidential election and win outright in the general on the right? Who? Brian Kemp. You think so? Absolutely. Brian Kemp could. Brian Kemp has done... Has he talked about it? So he hasn't talked about it. I do know some people who think that Brian Kemp has not ruled out jumping into this and is buying this time Killer Mike. a little bit. Did Killer Mike um, tell you that? No, it wasn't Killer Mike that told me that. I swear on dad. It was somebody else. It was a political dude. Okay. But the thing about Kemp is that while he is a MAGA Republican through and through to me, 
there are a couple of things that he's managed to do or that he has done that is uh that have set him that set him apart a little bit. Um and one of the things that he did is not even something that he did, it was more something that did that was done to him. He was such a target of President Trump's, such a direct target. Uh and he defied him. Now, Mike Pence did as well, but not quite to the same degree. And him and the Secretary of State down there, guys who have been just like caught red-handed suppressing black votes. They are those bad Republicans that you hear about. They don't carry the same type of reputation as some of the other Republicans around the country because they're doing it the old school way. Uh, they're making the right friends. Let's face it. You brought up Mike. They're making the right friends. They're positioning themselves in the right way. And even though there's been a, um, there has been proximity between him and Trump, they seem to be different people. Um, and he's white in a way that Tim Scott isn't. So mm-hmm. I think he's a dangerous candidate, especially when you're looking at a lot of, uh, a lot of dysfunction on the right from DeSantis to the fact that they don't really stand for anything to the fact that their leader is in trouble. Um, I think a charismatic, competent politician that people aren't outwardly afraid of would, uh, would be somebody who they, who they could really embrace and someone who could, actually be a significant challenge. Now, that wouldn't change the fact that I don't think Brian Kemp is a very good candidate. I don't think Brian Kemp represents a positive step forward to the country. I think a lot of the things that we hate, Brian Kemp is going to be for them. Um, you know, I think when you look at some of the things that have happened, some of the hospital closings that have happened in Georgia since he's been there, I don't know that he cares about the people that I care about, but I do know that he doesn't wear the reputation of any of that of any of what I just said. People don't look at Donald Trump as a vote stealer and a disenfranchiser of black people. They look at him as the guy who defied President Trump and led Georgia through COVID and kept it open, as some people would uh, uh, would, uh, would argue. And I think the more people like Kooks, I mean, excuse me, Kooks like Robert, like Robert Kennedy, uh, like pop up and challenge some of the COVID era information, and we'll talk deeper, deeper, more deeply about uh, RFK pretty soon. I think that brings guys like like Brian Kemp um, more into a mainstream conversation. Governors who stayed open during COVID, and you look at some of the stuff, and people start to look at that as leadership. I think if he were to get in, uh, especially after there's a little bit more dust settling, I mean, he doesn't have long to do it, right? It's, it's getting towards the midpoint of the year. I think he could really, really come in and 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 win. You know, I'm not going to disagree with anything that you said. All of that's true. I guess I just don't look at him as somebody who defied Trump. It was kind of like a save yourself situation. Right. I look at it more as he was saving his ass than he was defying Trump. Right? Not everybody's going to roll over like a Ted Cruz or a Lindsey Graham. But what he was asking of Brian Kemp and then accusing of him, it was more of like, I'm going to save myself than it was an outright, I don't like this man. I'm defying him. I don't believe what you stand for. Yeah. As you said at the beginning, he's MAGA through and through. I mean, he's MAGA through and through. Um, but he does it in the old way. 
like I said. And, you know, he does have some things in Georgia to tout. He does. But keep him in Georgia. Let's not, let's not, let's never forget how he got there. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Uh, I have to have a tough conversation now. They come in at Van Van, man. So, you know, we have, guys, we have Van Van and her father on the podcast, and we love Van Van. We love Van Van and everything that Van Van's doing. Love to see a little black girl having fun, um, her family making money. I like to see them be stars. I like, Mm -hmm. I love Van Van. People, people turning a little bit. There are some people that are talking about the fact that maybe there's too much Van Van um, out there. People were wondering why Van Van was at Essence Fest. I don't know why that's a big deal. But it's really (laughs) a cameo situation. Cameo, if you guys don't know, it's an app where you can pay someone and they will make a video for you. Hey, it's me, Rachel Lindsay. Happy birthday to Sandra. I love you. Cameo. Van Van uh, is on Cameo right now. $55 a pop you can get a Van Van video. I didn't know that kids went on Cameo. I thought it was like for people who were a little bit older. But apparently there are more than one kid that's on there. And a lot of people think that her age makes this inappropriate because... She could be exploiting people or you never know what some people might be using the video for if they buy it. And that's a disgusting way to say that, but that is what some people are saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think in the black community, 
especially with some of the other situations that have gone on with child stars, people are a little bit more protective than they are um, some other places. Do you think any of this stuff is fair about what's being said? I do. I do. Mm. Uh, Essence Festival, whatever. Like, it's a festival. Um, But the Cameo thing I find interesting because I'm not on Cameo. And my main reason for not being on Cameo is because I don't want to be so accessible to people. I don't want to have an inbox full of, I've got to tell this person happy birthday, or you want me to tell your friend off for you, or you want me to repeat a line that I've said on, you know, The Bachelor or whatever. I just don't want people to have access to me in that way. And I'm a grown adult. So I understand the concern of, it's one thing for her to be, you know, on TikTok and and social media, whatever, you know, doing what she loves to do, dance and rap and seeing that joy with her and her father. It's really cute. And this is clearly something like, you know, she loves it. For all we know, you know, I don't remember if we asked this when she was on the podcast, but I would imagine that she wants a career in this. Like, this is what she loves to do. It makes her happy. Cameo is different. And I just think the criticism is fair to be having your child stand there and read a message over some super fan. You know, like it's not even the $55 or whatever it is. You know, I'm not, I'm sure people were talking about that too. It's more of just like making your child work to do this. I don't think that this, I would want my child to be older and choose to do this before I would just say, she's four, before I would say, okay, we're going to do cameo now. I'd want her to have more of a choice, be old enough to make the choice, I should say. Interesting. You don't think that in this particular situation that this is not that much different from any of the other things that Van Van already does? I mean, Mm-mm. you don't. Because when, 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 when Reggie, your father, came on, he talked about what he noticed her doing, right? Uh-huh. He didn't say, hey, rap this song. He noticed she was in the music and she was in the dancing. And it was something that they did. And so he... he um, I, no, I can't think of words here. He, um, what's the word? He taps into it. He encouraged. Thank you. He encourages that. And I think that that's beautiful. I wish when I was younger that there was, when my parents saw me doing certain things that they would have encouraged or put me in a situation where I could explore that. I, I didn't always get that. And I think maybe it's our generation where we, our parents didn't always do that. It was like, you need to be this, this, or this. So I love seeing them have that. But the cameo thing is different. I guess for me, you know, when I see Van Van on stage um, doing a show, I assume that that comes from her parents wanting her to go out there and telling her that you have to perform your song. You know, she's making a record and all of that stuff. I think a lot of these relationships between uh, parents and child talent have to do with the limits that they put on themselves. Like what, like how far does it go before it's dominating the child's life in a way that's not healthy? And the dynamic that it creates in a home when a kid is the primary breadwinner, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, My thing is this though, when I think about it, so I don't know the answers to those questions. I don't know if Cameo is the line that's too far. I really thought about it and I can't think if there's 
like what that line would be. I think too much of anything would be too far, right? If you're doing five shows a month and then it's, oh, we got to do 15 shows a month. I think too much of any of that stuff is probably bad and it's not necessarily necessarily the thing as much as um as how much you do it and how it fits into like a, a kid's life and that all has to do with the parents and like what their vision for their for their child's uh childhood is although i do think that having a little black girl that could be like a jojo siwa or um an image of someone uh, of, a, of a child who's making all of this money and has dolls and has, uh, you know, a I TV show. Yeah. You, 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 but, but, you know, I just, I think that that's important. And so I would hate for them to be discouraged from that. I don't know if cameo is a bridge too far. I really thought about it, I guess. But I'm, my thing is, it's not so much cameo, anything could be. I mean, if done with no no sort of moderation to it. I, um, so I, I, I'm thinking about some of the kids that I covered when I was at TNZ. Mm-hmm. And it almost never looked healthy. Right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, Honey Boo Boo didn't look healthy. Um, it almost it never looked healthy. It never seemed healthy. And the outcomes are always so bad. I was just thinking and hoping that maybe this was different, and I think that it still probably is. And I'm wondering if the criticism here is probably a little bit unfair. But I don't the know. Cam- I'm not sure. The cameo... T- See, like, if she she wears tutus in her videos, if she came out with Van Van's tutus, wouldn't see a problem with that, right? She takes a picture in her tutu, they put it on a box, they sell it, whatever. She's popular. I can only yeah. ima- imagine having to do, and you have to do it in a certain amount of time. Imagine being like, okay, we got to do 100 cameos. Yeah, but in that... You got to do but this. In, but isn't that, in that a situation there to where that's... If 100 people come with a cameo request for Van Van, it's up to her parents to say how many of those cameos that she's going to do. So putting her it to is. work for like 100 cameos would be bad on their part. Just because you're on cameo doesn't mean that you have to do too much cameo. That's like, just like you're, you're you right. know what I'm saying? But I just don't think she should be on it. Mm. I'd love to see her have a doll or a product line like a JoJo with the bows. I would love to see that. But I also think that that plays into what she wants. She enjoys what she's doing now. And I would hate to see her burn out on it because she is overworked. You know, like you see, you hear that all the time. Oh, I grew up playing soccer. I grew up doing this. You know, I was supposed to be in the Olympics. Whatever. You keep saying I that. grew up, I was a track star. <sighs> okay. Okay. This is, last thing I'll say, I, <laughs> you know, I talked to a guy earlier this week who manages and helps manage a kid who plays with toys on YouTube and mm-hmm. the kid made like $100 million. His name is like Ryan. He plays with toys on YouTube and it's like, it became a whole big thing. You know, at a certain point, even if you love playing with toys, at a certain point, it becomes a job. Sure. At a certain point, doesn't matter how much, if you're in the NBA, basketball has become a job. So at some point, this was going to become commerce for Van Van and her family. You know, they've got something to sell. 
I guess the question is uh, just like what it is. I really want to hear the audience on this. I normally don't, but I really want to know like what the audience thinks because the the criticism was pretty pointed. But um, only after the cameo, right? Oh, it was the only Essence Festival. The, the Essence Festival and the cameo thing, you start people start ha- hearing people go, they're exploiting Van Van, they're putting Van Van out there too much. And it's like, I, I just wonder, I guess my question is, what's the right amount to be in the business? Like, what's the right amount of it? What's okay? What's not okay? Is it arbitrary? Is there a reason why Cameo is the the, the line that stops it? I think you've talked about this, and I think that makes a lot of sense, and I can understand that. Um, so I guess that's how people feel about it. It's just harder for me to see it because it all kind of feels like it's the same thing. Like, yeah. if that man was signing autographs somewhere, would that be, is that like a But is it a tied to an event? You know, like, it's, is she taking pictures? It's tied to the event. I just, and I would also, I would love to have the conversation with the parents because I also want to know, are you allowing her to send messages to everyone or is it just kids, right? Like if a grown man is like, oh, I want this for my child. Are you like, that's the kind of stuff where it's like, you're just, it's just too easily accessible for me. This is why I personally never wanted it. Question for you. Is criticizing or discussing women's overt sexuality different when it comes from a woman? I think it should be because I think if I'm a woman and I'm discussing something about a woman, I would approach it in a completely different situation, in a different way than maybe a man would because he's not a woman and he doesn't understand it. I would think so. So, India Ari, who is among the most respected, and I would also mm-hmm. say underrated artists of her time. Okay. Beautiful voice, amazing songwriter, fantastic talent. Uh, has some things to say about Meg Thee Stallion and Janelle Monet and their performances. This is what India said. Um, and this, I guess, had to do with some of the stuff that has gone viral from the Essence Fest. Yeah. Uh, India said, the issue is what is context? Humanity does everything, but does everything belong in a stage? No. Is everything for kids? No. Is everything for everybody? No. So when we as a culture make something like this mainstream, and like this, I'm assuming this is the discussion about the performances, either Meg, where she was twerking, or Janelle, where she gave a little tit-tit, uh, it shows a lack of discretion and discernment. To those in the comments who laugh at anyone who wants these things for our culture, you certainly have that right. Just as many folks have the right to want our mainstream international export music to show us in a respectful light. I'd like to go on the record saying this won't age well, and that's my issue. I love Janelle and Meg the way I love us all and don't like this moment, she wrote. Don't bother me. Don't bother debating me. LOL. I don't care. I, and I do this. For 25 years, I've done this. So read, ponder, or don't. Fair or unfair? I think it's fair for her to have that opinion. And I think she laid it out like, you know, you probably won't agree with me, but this is my opinion. 
She stated that it is nothing personal. And this is what I mean by approaching it a certain way. She stated that it was nothing personal to Janelle and Meg, but this is how she feels. Do I agree with her? No. And this is the difference between twerking on that at that place in Ghana versus twerking on stage at a concert. I saw the same thing at the Usher concert. They call what's, before the what's, show. What's the difference? So I think it's all about a, t- a place. And I've already explained the Ghana situation. I just feel like that is... I felt like they were doing it for the gram. I felt like it was a little bit more sacred. It wasn't the time and place for that. On a stage at a concert where everybody's dancing and you're having a good time, why can't you twerk and shake it? Why can't there be a contest? Who wants to come up here and do this? That's what Meg's known for. I think that was a fun moment that the women were having on stage. I myself might have gotten on stage. Wow. It's been it's happened before. Wow. Ronnie and Trixie. <laughs> Ronnie and Trixie. Um, I, I'm of the opinion that if you're not directly disrespecting somebody with your actions, then your actions probably aren't disrespectful. And what I mean is if someone stand, stood on my dad's grave and twerked, um, I don't know that I would necessarily have a problem with it, but if I did have a problem with it, I just don't think I would. It's just so arbitrary. I mean, literally. That's why it's hard for you to... I think that's why it's hard for you to say how you would feel about it because it is that random. No, what what I'm saying is that like... First, okay, so let's be honest about that. If someone stood on my... If somebody stood on my dad's grave and twerked, it's like, I would think about a couple things. And I'm being honest. The first thing I would think, honestly, is if he were alive, would he have enjoyed that? Okay. <laughs> and so yeah. if the one thing that you can probably do for him that he would like very much is to twerk on his grave. Um, I would also think, though, is the act itself attempting to be disrespectful? Because I think the intent matters, right? If, sure. Like, you can show up at somebody's grave and be disrespectful. Like my father had enemies and any enemies that visited him at his grave, some of them would be visiting him there to see him dead. And so there were there would be people there I don't like there in the first place. So if you are attempting to be disrespectful, then you are, right? Um, if you're at a place where I don't feel like there are any rules, which is what I was talking about, the castle, the castle is something that we've turned into a memorial because of the, the horrors that happened there. I personally don't look at the castle as something that like is sacred in my culture. It's not sacred in my culture where slaves were slaughtered. It's not. I don't look at it that way. You know what I mean? And so like however you choose to go there and express whatever it is that you're feeling, have at it, right? Um and a lot of people told me, "Hey Van, uh like you know, stay on the main road." Don't come to Ghana. It's, it's, oh, it's they not, told you not to come? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and don't worry about it. When I come to Ghana, I'm not visiting the castle where they tortured niggas. That's for y'all, okay? Like, um, uh, like I re- remember also, I grew up in Louisiana where there are all kinds of places where terrible things happen to black people. It's just not that, it's not that appealing to me. 
Like, I don't go home and then go visit slave quarters. And like, go visit, that's not that kind of, it's not my thing, right? Um, but to each their own. Um, in this situation, really, all of this stuff, all of this stuff comes back to not what people are doing, but like how people feel about what they're doing, right? And to me, it just kind of gets into it, it. Once you start getting personal taste into it, like, okay, you shake your ass as much as you want, right? Like, if shaking your ass is 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 okay, if, if there's nobody there to tell you that you can't shake your ass, where is it not okay to shake your ass at? Where is it okay? Where is it not okay? And the IRE doesn't think it's okay to shake your ass at the Essence Fest, right? Uh, like, mm-hmm. it, it, other people say it's like, it but more has to do to me. It has more to do, should I say, with me, with our relationships to our bodies and what we think is simple or appropriate about our bodies. Sure. Sure. And, and to me, like all of this stuff, like all of this stuff has to do with the fact that, and I, I'll be honest with you, as much as sometimes women don't like to hear this, it has to do with patriarchy. It has to do specifically when we're talking about black women with a way with the way black women's bodies were specifically hypersexualized in order for people to think that they were worthy of abuse and torture and rape and so we're always policing what when and where black women can express their sexuality they can express their sensuality all things within us that date back so far with who we are. Like when black ladies walk, things shake. So when they dance, things are going to shake. You could be in a church and see a woman catching the Holy Ghost. She's jumping around in a church dress. Something is going to be moving up and down. It is all based upon a bunch of rules that fluctuate based upon the taste of the person, which is why to me, it's all bullshit. If you are not trying to be disrespectful, you're probably not being disrespectful. And so I I look at this and I certainly have a lot of respect and a a lot of reverence for India Ari. I think she's a jewel. And I understand that this is past her personal threshold of what she thinks is appropriate. Correct. But what I would what I would like to hear from anyone in situations like this, if we go to the Darius Dalton thing, because they also threw, of course, Janelle Monet in this, they threw Tracy in this. What I would like to hear is the why. An intellectual conversation about why this is destructive. And I'm open for it. I'm open for why this is destructive. I'm open for why it's disrespectful. I'm open for how it negatively affects outcomes in a real way. Because beyond that conversation, because the things that I'm talking about, when I'm talking about white supremacy or patriarchy or any of that stuff, even the stuff I'm not good at discussing, the reason why I'm passionate about it is because I can point to a reason why this hurts people, why this is going to hurt people, right? And if you're telling me that dancing around or twerking around or acting in a certain way hurts the perception of black women, I'm telling you that you're putting the chicken before the egg 
you're putting the cart before the horse because I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. You're putting the cart before the horse. It's not that the twerking or the dancing is what brings black women down or what devalues black women. Black women were devalued and their bodies were used as the excuse as to why. Those two things, this is verifiable. Like those two things are inverted there. So I just don't really see the point. Like I, I, I a lot of people are asking what's going on with Janelle because we never seen her like this before. But she got to an age and she wanted to let the titties out. So the fuck what? Like yeah, she feels comfortable enough with her body to do that. So I don't know. I don't know. It, it's interesting though. I would have loved to have talked. I would have asked India to come on the podcast, but. She said she didn't want to argue about it, so that's I defer to my sisters. She said she didn't want to talk about it. She don't want to talk about it. She's not the average girl in the video, so she's not the average girl on the podcast. So she, I'm not about to ask her to, to to come on there, but I I don't know, man. She might have come think, on. She might still. She might like she she might still. And once again, I'm not gonna go back and forth with her about because she probably has experiences in this industry that I could not even fathom. But I would just. I would like to hear what the negative outcomes are. And I guarantee you, or at least I suspect, I can't guarantee you, that a lot of those negative outcomes aren't going to have anything to do with women. They're going to have to do with perceptions of women, particularly It's going to be women. perception, 100%. That's what it, it, it's absolutely perception. And it's a protectiveness, right? I think that's where she was coming from. I agree. I agree. She has something to protect and she's been in here and she sees the way it goes. Rachel's breaking up again. Hold on. It's me that's breaking up. It's you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say it again, Rachel. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I, I just said it, it's she's being protective. And I understand where she's coming from. It is the perception, but she's also being protective of Black women. And you might not agree with what the way that she's doing it, but I do believe that's where she's coming from. But I would love to hear from her. And I'm assuming, again, but I would love to hear from yeah. her. Yeah. All right, Rachel has a what's the worst that can happen for me. I want to see it. I think this fits. I think, well, I forgot the name of the new segment and I just saw this. And for some reason I was like that for the new segment. Okay. So you had to have seen the viral video that was going on with the woman on the American Airlines flight. Did you see it? I did. Play, but Donnie okay. should play the video just for people. Play the video, Donnie. Thank, please. Telling you, I'm getting the fuck off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now, that motherfucker, that motherfucker back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's the people aren't talking about that enough. That was the best part of the video. <laughs> Bye. All right. You're on that flight. First off, what was so great about that video is finally it wasn't somebody who's wobbly holding the camera. Mm -hmm. You saw it yeah. clear as day. And when she pointed in the back that, that that motherfucker wasn't real, the camera properly turned and caught everybody's head looking to the back. Great job for whoever recorded it. You're on that flight. They don't let her off the plane. What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is that she's right and that 
<laughs> there's somebody back there that's not real. What I don't understand and what I'm curious about more than anything is what that means. If she says that there's somebody back there that's not real, is she, is she suggesting that there's a life model decoy of a human being back there? Is she she's suggesting that there's a scroll back there that might actually And I know have, what that I know what that is. You know what a I scroll what is because you're goddamn down with us. Rachel Lindsay, the midnight girl. Um <laughs> so when she says this, what's the worst that could happen? It's easy. The worst that could happen is that she is the one person in the world that can see these alien invaders for who they are. Everybody has homework to do. Watch a movie called They Live Mm-mm. with Keith David and Roddy Roddy Piper. I think it's from like 87, 86 or something like that. Don, you ever see this joint? I did. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was great. And Roddy Roddy Piper is a guy that has these glasses. And the sunglasses let you see the aliens that have invaded us. I am shocked that they haven't remade this when they're doing all of this. Um, And if you didn't know, you think that this is a crazy guy wearing sunglasses and that he's lying. But it turns out he's the only one that can see the aliens. I want to talk to her. I want to know what she saw. I want to know when she saw it. I want to know if there are any more of these people living amongst us. Because I don't know that I don't believe her. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. That's it. No, it wasn't enough for me as well. I would need her to specifically point out to the person (laughs) who was not, who she thought was not real or she felt. Because see, that's, I would be thinking about that the entire plane. Did she, was it a feeling? Did they tell her that? Did she see something? Obviously, she seems like she's inebriated in some way, but did that give her more clarity? on what was on the plane. I would have not been, I would not have been comfortable that entire flight. I'm actually shocked that we haven't seen more come out about it. I know that Carrot Top was on that flight. And do you know him? Wait, wait. Carrot Top was on the flight? Do you know him? I don't know him, know him, but I know who he is. If If there's anybody in the world who might not be a real human being, (laughs) it's fucking Carrot Top. Was she talking about Carrot Top in this situation? She was not, but he was on oh. the flight. <laughs> he was on the flight. Mm. I would. I need her to make a statement. I need her to come out. I need. I. I need to know. Sure I'm sure she had had a couple of drinks, but the thing is, did she drink something that had maybe like an elixir in it that allows you to see people for who they really are? Bring Chloe on. Is Chloe there? Chloe, jump on real quick. Chloe's a child. Yes. What's Chloe. up? Chloe, like, first of all, I'm sure you guys remember Chloe. We've had, we've brought Chloe on the show before. Chloe is now, well, Chloe, you work at the Ringer now? Is that what's going on? I do. I'm freelance. So you're free. You're free I'm freelance. Okay, I Chloe. Stop. Have you have have you ever been in, a, in on a situation on a plane where uh, things went crazy, but you weren't sure what to believe? Um. Not necessarily. I don't remember any instance where I was on and things. No. Do you believe in aliens, Chloe? Do you believe in uh, 
supernatural, spooky stuff? Like, what's going on? Do you believe that there's a possibility that this woman on this plane saw something that was kooky and out of order and that she's right and that we're all wrong? There's a possibility. Me personally, I don't believe in any of that extraterrestrial business. Mm. But hey, people have, you know, their scientifical reasonings and whatnot. So scientifical. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Ashley, jump on real quick. Yo. Being that she just outright denied the existence of extraterrestrials. <laughs> What are the chances that Chloe herself <laughs> is not of this planet? What do you think? Um, I give it a 75%. I, <gasps> Ashley, Damn, I, I, Ashley! <laughs> I give it a... I was about to say, it's at least a 75. Because, a, you know, aliens wouldn't tell us if they're aliens, right? Ashley, you're fucking spitting right now. Why yep. are you on your shit like this? The, who was the last <laughs> person that would tell us if they were an alien? A motherfucking exactly. alien. Man, give, mm-hmm. me, give me mailbag, nigga. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. Uh, all right. Uh, first question comes from Dapper Percentage. They ask, is Van planning on getting Kalika tickets to Usher's show as Rachel suggested a few episodes ago? If you're still planning on that. That's taken care of. Um, don't ever, don't ever, ever in life try to play me like that. Dapper percentage. It's already done. The only thing that needs to be decided is a date that they want to go. So will you guys let me know is if you want to go. Stop playing with me. I want Kiki. I'm, I, I want Kiki seats, and I'm gonna find out that outfit she was wearing, and I'm going to wear it. Okay, and then Brian's gonna wear the booty out. If you can wear whatever <laughs> you want, Brian, gonna, or, or you gonna show his, or show the V. Man, I'm gonna kick Brian in his shin or something like that, man. Like you, 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 you throwing that V shit in my face after I was feeling good about how I've been looking lately. I'm a, I'm a kick Brian. I'm a kick him in his shin. Or something like that. <laughs> All right. What's next the one? next question? <laughs> All right. Uh, Head Shrink asks, uh, what would Van's mom and Rachel's mother, I don't know why they differentiated between mom and mother, say about Megan Thee Stallion's comments on men from last week? It's interesting. Um, I think my mom would agree with me. I think my mom would probably agree with Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I love Miss Chris. My, uh, my mom... <laughs> My mom is, uh, you know, my mom has the utmost respect for black men and all of that stuff. But nah, man, she not. She ain't. She ain't gonna be playing that deed shit. I don't. I don't know. I, it's a good question. I really don't know. I would. I think I might need to ask her. But I, it, my gut tells me she would agree with. How about she. we do that? I'll ask my mom too. Okay. We'll figure I out would. what they said. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Last we can one. give the answers to the mom question on uh, some of the sexes. We can like save that for. For that, that's dope. Look at Donnie getting all excited about some of the sexes. (laughs) Some of the sexes. All right, last one is from Bernadette Sailor. Uh, What songs are on your uh, workout playlists? Looking at it right now. Okay, so this is none because I haven't been working out. Not a one. This is is my workout playlist. You guys want to hear it? This is my workout playlist. Okay, cool. 
It starts off with Just Wanna Rock, Lil Uzi Vert, Nonstop, Drake, Hot Nigga, Bobby Schmurda, 95 South, J. Cole, March Madness, Future, Love Sosa, Chief Keith, uh, Paris Morton Music, Drake. I don't know how that got in there. Um, the games we play, Pusha T, Hotel Lobby, Quavo and Takeoff, uh, Go DJ, Lil Wayne, I'm On One, Future and Drake. I like that song, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, connect the dots, Meek Mill. I mean, then just keeps going. It's like a long, long playlist. Dreams, hmm. of, Night- Dreams of Nightmares is on there. Uh, Murder is on there. Fuck Them Other Niggas is on there. It's like a bunch of different ones on there. It gets real Southern rap after a while. After a while, no it's women, like all huh? UGK. Nah, nah, no women. <laughs> you want me to feel bad? Nah, it's no women on there. <laughs> like I'm supposed to, I'm working. Which I'm working out to. It just stood fuck, out to me. It just stood work, out to me. I'm working out to fuck nigga free. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm working out to I what would. ass pussy. I do. Oh. That that's the pace. The pace is perfect for a run. I'm telling you, that that's, that's, that's a banger. I know why. I know why. <laughs> sweet booty. <laughs> Donnie, sweet booty, it's Donnie, sweet booty, beat you. I know, like, uh, uh, I bet you'd be out there with just short shorts. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it is a great workout song. Yeah, it's a um, great one. And why, no, all, and why all the women's songs got to be out about WAP, as you said, or no. You could, you okay. could, you could do tomorrow. You could do some throwback. You could do Lil Kim. You could do. You could do Lil Kim's. I mean, Lil Kim got a lot of songs that's about fucking now. And she has yeah. some that aren't. You could do MC Light. You could do Queen Latifah. You could do. There's so much you could do. A lot of that shit don't have the aggression, man. Well, I'm just being honest with you. I'm toxic when this is like when I'm working out. I need the aggression. Now it's some. It's it's like Bodak Yellow used to be on there. Okay. Bodak Yellow used to be on there, but this is a new one. Um, but Bodak Yellow used to be on there. Bodak Yellow was on there for a long time. And you know who else used to be on there? Actually, this song is not Mia on this one, but it's on my... Yeah. Unladylike! Mama! Four-star Lady General! History of the Tank! Lyrical, lyrical, get on C-Table! Below the C-Level! The fucking Mia, Mia X, nigga! Anyway, whatever. Y'all don't know this about motherfucking rap. Alright, we gotta go. Um... Shout out to Sweet Booty Beecham, uh, uh, Big Rach, um, Luscious Black, Chloe the Alien. We need, we need a, um, a nickname for Ashley. For Ashley. Ashley, Ashley. I no, 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 no. That's, that's not creative. That wasn't a good one. That wasn't she sound a good like, one? Ashley, you sound like you already had the name picked out. What's the name? No, I just hate that. Ashley, Ashley. They oh my God, it's Trigger. I used to be bullied, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I was Ashy. Um, we gotta think one for Ashley though. We gotta think for one for Ashley. Chloe the Alien, Sweet Booty Beach, and Big Race and Luscious Black. We gotta think of one for Ashley. Then sorry. we got everybody. For- Sweet Booty Beach really does. He does have a ring to it. <laughs> God it damn it! Yeah, it's- <laughs> it works. It works. I don't know what to tell you. It's the alliteration. I don't know what to tell you. We gotta figure out a nickname for Ashley. You know, I got to think about sexes, this. All right. Everybody's Take gonna be like, "Hey, it's Sweet Booty Feature." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Rachel. Bye, guys. <laughs>